This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta, online at AudiAugusta.com. My friend Gary Williams is a partner and host of a Five Clubs podcast, also contributes to Sirius XM's coverage of the major championships. It's a pleasure to welcome Gary Williams back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, Gary? John, my good friend, I'm doing great. It's, um, you know, gosh, it's a great time of the year for, for, for everybody. You know, I can't imagine, like, I'd love to be in northern Michigan right now <laughs> and playing golf till about 10 o'clock at night, not to mention it wouldn't be 102 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, no, I, I, this is a great time of the year, and the next couple weeks are going to be great and interesting. I called and asked you to come back on the program because of a tweet you posted over the holiday talking about Tiger's press conference next week at the Open Championship, kind of intimating you thought some news was going to be made. Well, what are you thinking? John, what I'm thinking is, is that as much as he has been very clear about his, his allegiance to the PGA Tour, you know, all of this was, was before... Um, you know, the, the, the things have gotten to where they've gotten. And I, I think that he is going to be, I'm not suggesting that he's going to change players' minds, the ones who may be, you know, vacillating right now between whether to go or to stay. What I think he's going to make very, very clear is that, that big-time championship golf is 72 holes with a cut and, and that, that, you know, the best players want to play against the best. And, and I, I think he's going to be, I don't think he's going to, you know, start, you know, naming names, but I think he's going to make it very clear uh, to, to the world that, that what is going on here um, is fine. If you, if you, if you want to go out and do this, don't think that this is apples to apples. Uh, go make all the money you can make. And the fact is, is and I think he's going to be asked, how much was offered. I don't think he's going to get the figure. Um, I think he's going to probably confirm that he was uh, likely offered close to a half a billion dollars uh, to go and be a part of this. I also think that he's not going to pass on the chance, whether he does it by name or not, to take a shot at a guy in Greg Norman, who he has no relationship with uh, whatsoever. So I think it's going to be uh, uh, spellbinding 30 minutes. Uh, and why not? go ahead and have it in the at the home of golf that that we find ourselves there on a year in which it we should have already been there by now but because of covid here we are and it seems more than appropriate that all the worlds are going to collide uh that that great place next week and i think he's going to plant his flag firmly uh for the pga tour and i'm not suggesting he's going to change people's minds what i'm just saying he's going to make it very clear that one is one thing and one is entirely different and he always wanted to play on the best tour in the world against the best players in the world for over 72 holes, where if you're not good enough for the first 36, you won't see the weekend. I think he's going to say all those things. Do you think the battle is going to get harder for the PGA Tour and the DP yes, World Tour? Yeah. I do. Yes, I absolutely do, because they are fighting. they are fighting an opponent that is not playing by similar market principles. They're not playing by any market principles at all. And, and look, I, 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 think it's, I think it's great. Competition is, in, is inherent to all of us striving to be better at what we do individually and then in the collective. I have no problem with that whatsoever. This is different. And, and I'm, not, I'm not just talking about where the money is coming from. 
I'm coming from the fact that the, the source of the money is not applying anything that makes sense when it comes to, you know, where can we, where and when are we going to become profitable? So this this battle, which I said at the players after what had happened the weekend at Riviera, when the comments of Phil Mickelson that were said to Alan Shipnick, which eventually were printed in the book that has done quite well, um, came out that they won a battle. This thing's not over. They're going to recalibrate, come back, and start throwing the money around again. And and now it's to the point that, you know, this second tier and third tier, and there will be another tier, and there's going to be a, there are going to be more players before Bedminster. John, I believe that there will be more players once players start getting eliminated from, and eventually after the Tour Championship, why not make, you know, five, seven, eight, ten million dollars before the end of your season here, and then still realize 40, 50, 60, maybe 80 million. And these are ballpark numbers for players that I think are going to make the jump. So, yeah, the battle continues and it's going to get harder. We're talking with Gary Williams here on the Augusta Golf Show. Are we so far down the road, Gary, these guys are never coming back? You know, never, never is a. Uh, huh. Never is a big word, and I, I, I've thought about this, John, as it relates to, you know, images and legacies and reputations damaged. We've seen a lot of great historic figures in all of sports uh, get get their their reputations soiled and damaged, uh, and and live to to do another fundraiser or live to not have one but two network jobs. In Major League Baseball, like Alex Rodriguez, who was excommunicated out of his sport. So I, I will not say never, but I think that, you know, as lawsuits pile up and and hurt feelings continue to get, you know, more, you know, more raw and more real, uh, this is going to take a while. It's going to take a while for people to get over it, and it's going to take a while for us to see resolution, which for you and I and fans of the game of golf, resolution that that we want is we want the best players playing against each other as often as possible and that's going to happen more frequently over the next couple of years i just don't know when it's going to end but it's going to be a while i wanted to ask you this also because i think you and i have similar sensibilities i have not been to st andrews you have been to st andrews tell me about the place Tell me about how it feels. Uh, it feels it, it feels real. Uh, very few places make you make you actually feel something. Uh, there's a wholeness that I apply to to the experience of being there, and it's not just walking uh, the old course. It's being in the town. Uh, it's looking out over uh, the RNA building, whether you're at Rusats or the old course hotel. Or if you, you stumble into the Dunvegan, um, you, you're, you're talking about you're, you're talking about people who who don't just you know kind of make a living and and there is an industry around the game of golf. It's about loving the game at a level that is so real and so true uh, that it gets to you. Uh, and I have found myself on the occasions that I've been there uh, for the first time. I went there in September of 1995 with my dad. Uh, played the old course late on a on an afternoon where we teed off around 4:30, um, 
and and every time since, including when I went back with my wife uh, for my fiftieth birthday, she said, "What do you want? What do you want for your birthday?" And I said, "I don't want anything." She said, "No, what do you what do you want?" I said, "I want to walk over that bridge again." I uh, didn't mean I for the last time, but I wanted to walk over it again, and I did, and I felt the same thing. I felt I I felt whole. I felt like like this is this is this is the essence of why you and I have this sentimental kind of, kind of you know kind of silly at times feelings about the game and and I I feel it every time and it's just it's the essence of why you and I have this love affair with this silly sport that can wreck you one day and make you feel euphoric the next. If I make it to that first tee, Gary, I will sob. <laughs> I will sob. Yes, you will. Yeah. Yes, you will. I've sat on that Swoken Bridge late at night uh, looking at the, the ground lighting on the RNA building uh, by myself, thinking about things that, that uh, make you, you know, make you dig deep and, and have some introspection that I don't think none of us devote enough time uh, to giving to ourselves. Uh, yeah, you will. You absolutely will. Uh, and as my dad did when he cold-topped his first tee shot, he wanted to cry for a different reason, <laughs> because it wasn't just me and him. There was about 100 people milling around. There's always, there's always a couple dozen that, that are going to you know, take in a shot or two from every group that's going out or coming in. All right, make me a promise, if you would, please. Um, next year, when your wife asks what I want for my 65th birthday... <laughs> Please let her know that I want to walk over that bridge for the first time. What a great answer. What a great answer to a birthday wish. Count on it. Oh, okay. That's what I was waiting for. I I hadn't quite heard the yes yet. He is Gary Williams. Again, the uh, partner and host of the Five Clubs podcast contributes to Sirius XM's coverage of the major championships. And I'm proud to call him a friend. Gary, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. You bet, John.